What up, yo? Welcome to the Fantasy Knockout Football Podcast. I am your host, Mark Shannon. Today is Friday, August 10th. And guess what? My Raiders are playing tonight. Oh, super pumped, super excited. Got Raider football and the debut of John Gruden as a head coach. He's going to be calling some plays, and I wonder if he's going to call that as his favorite play. Anyone know what that is? Yep, that's right. Spider 2 Y Banana. Let's see if how many times he said he, uh, you can see him saying that uh, on the television tonight. Anyways, today's show is going to be tight end rankings. So we'll go over the top 10 tight ends. But first, I got an interesting story. Uh, My wife and I went out to lunch the other day. I was craving a very specific meal at one of my favorite places. And we don't eat there all that much. Um, Anyways, it was uh, California Pizza Kitchen. I like this uh, buffalo chicken salad and uh, the artichoke dip there. I just big fan of it anyways so we're sitting there and my wife's not all that hungry and doesn't really know what to get because she's not a big fan of the place and so the server kind of looks at her and says what 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 do you want anyways michelle orders this spicy buffalo cauliflower and you know what i'll let her tell you all about it Hey guys, I'm back. It's Michelle's Minute. So uh, today I just want to, you know, have a little conversation about what my husband Mark was talking about, about this place that we went to, um, was it California Pizza Kitchen? So he likes this place. I'm not that fond of it. It's not my thing. But anyways, every now and then we go there, indulge in him. I'm sitting there trying to figure out what I want, looking over the different menu choices, and something kind of catches my eye, and it was uh, cauliflower barbecue or I don't know what it was deep fried cauliflower with buffalo sauce anyways I like buffalo sauce I like more spicy than sweet foods so I'm sitting there contemplating the menu the lady comes up to me and she says oh yeah that's so great tastes just like chicken you're gonna love it okay well that's great so I sit there I'll try it I'll indulge you for a minute here I have this meal come out to me about 10 minutes later Uh, I have a couple bites lady bright-eyed and just so excited oh my gosh isn't it so great tastes just like chicken right No, no, it does not. It tastes like fried cauliflower with buffalo sauce on it. She gave me the strangest look. I was just like kind of bewildered by her look. And I go, "Uh, yeah, no way on any universe in any planet would cauliflower taste like chicken. Never could, never will, never be chicken. And that's what I'm talking about here on Michelle's Minute. Holler back at me. Tell me what you think at Michelle's Minute at Fantasy Knockout. That's right. Let us know what you think on Twitter, at Fantasy Knockout. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Thanks, babe. Also, please visit the site, fantasyknockout.com, for current draft rankings. Also, feel free to ask a question. Uh, You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, please subscribe to the show. That really helps. Uh, Make sure you get every episode. You don't want to miss out. And then you can support the show by becoming a Patreon Every little bit of that helps. You can do this by going to patreon.com slash fantasy knockout. News with views. 
news. All right, to kick it off, we got running back Marlon Mack from the Indianapolis Colts. He got injured in his preseason opener. Uh, He's going to miss a few weeks with a manageable, quotes, manageable hamstring strain. Uh, Basically, there's going to be a committee of backs. You got Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, and Robert Turbin, who looked pretty darn well. He looked good, but he's doing a uh, four-game suspension to start the year. So this is just going to make a big old mess in Indianapolis as far as the running backs. Uh, Next, we got running back Matt Burita from San Francisco, the 49ers. He is going to avoid structural damage in his injured shoulder. Um, So that's going to help Jarek McKinnon, you know, a little bit because I was worried that Burita would come in and steal some some of McKinnon's touches. Um, this one's this one's bad because I was I was a fan. He was he's starting to really grow on me. This is running back Darius Geis from the Washington Redskins. He suffered a torn ACL in Thursday's preseason game. Oh bummer, man! Because Chris Thompson is already going to start off the season slow. He's not back healthy to hundred percent. So what is that going to mean? Samaje P Ryan. It's his time. He didn't do much last year, so um, this is a big hit for for the Redskins. Um, Other little bit of news, quarterback Tom Brady from the New England Patriots. He sat out Thursday's preseason opener with a sore back. Nothing I'm worried about there. That's just, you know, they don't want to play him. And so they say he's got a sore back. Fine. Um Tight end George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers avoided structural damage in his separated shoulder. He was, uh, you know, landed on his shoulder funky in his opener, and they, you know, he didn't return back to the game at all. And so I'm glad that it's nothing big and maybe just soreness. So Kittle can be um, Jimmy G's, Jimmy Garoppolo's um, tight end this year. Um, I like that combination. So. Hopefully, he's not uh, too banged up. And the last bit of news, quarterback Andrew Luck from the Indianapolis Colts. Like I like I said on the last show, is we got to see what Luck can do. You know, he, the impact that he's going to have for T.Y. Hilton, his receiver, It's all it all matters on this preseason. And so, Andrew Luck got to play. He went for, he went five of seven for 55 yards. On the Colts opening drive. You know, nothing too fancy, but it's somewhat impressive. The cool part that I really like is he even took a hit at one point when scrambling for a first down on like a third and short play. That was what I wanted to see. Can he take a hit, get right back up, and go on like nothing ever happened? You know, I was worried if he took a hit and, you know, baby to shoulder or whatnot, that that was just not good news. Anyways. So far, we're seeing everything we need to from Andrew Luck. Things are good. Uh, I would put him on the right path to becoming back to normal for him. So you can follow the show on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout and also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Main event. All right. So we got the top 10 tight ends. We're going to break it on down. Number one, we got Rob Gronkowski from the New England Patriots. Gronk is what uh, his nickname is, Gronk, you know. Um, 
He's the most consistent tight end last year. He had over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. He's a beast. He's just Gronkian, as some like to say. He played 14 games, which in his mind is only 16, you know, which is 16 games. That's a full season for him. The knock on him is his health. So that's the big question. Can he stay healthy all year long? Hopefully he will this year. You know, he just, it seems like he's always playing 13, 14 games. But when he's in there, he's a beast. He had four number one finishes since 2011. Three of the last four years, he was tight end number one. He's the best one out there. Over 50% of his games are great. Not good, but great, which means they win you weeks. He scores so many points that it just puts you in another category when you're playing that week. With Gronk, it's not, is he the number one tight end? It's, where where do you take him in your draft? Okay, so his ADP, and what ADP is, is average draft position. That's the average draft spot in your fantasy draft this year. His average draft spot right now is mid-second round. That's actually good value. If you can grab him there or later, that's where you got to take him. If you take him any higher than that, if he climbs into that first round, the value of you taking him there and not taking a top running back or a top receiver, it's going to hurt your team as far as depth on your team. So if you can, grab Gronk in the mid-second round or later, and you'll be that's a, that's a steal of the draft. Uh, number two, we got Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Big news for him, he's changing quarterbacks. You got no more steady Alex Smith. We're bringing in the rookie. Well, it's actually his sophomore year now, but he didn't play anything last year. This is his first season, really, of playing. So that's why we call him a rookie. Pat Mahomes, uh, the last three years for Kelsey, his TDs were five, five, and four. And then last season, it jumped all the way up to eight touchdowns. That's awesome. That's what you want to see. You want him in those that eight touchdown range. So he had fewer large, fewer yards last year, but had more receptions. He was with 80 receptions. His stats are almost identical, identical to like a Zach Ertz, who's another guy we're going to be talking about at number three. But his TDs went from four to eight last year, like Ertz. TD regression is going to be there. Um, he has stability with Coach Andy Reid, and they know how they want to use him, which is which is a plus. So that's why he's my number two. He's over Ertz. Basically, to me, Kelsey and Ertz are going to be the same, very similar. But I give a little little notch to Kelsey. So coming in at number three, we got Zach Ertz of the Philadelphia Eagles. He had. 110 targets last year, 74 receptions, 824 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He had a monster year, and he was one of my guys. Um, I just saw that for coming, and I just I loved what I saw. Everything seemed to be lining up for him last year, and I had him just spot on every one of my teams, and it paid off. Um, his best catching weapon, uh, you know, he's. The best catching weapon the Eagles have. Uh, they also have Alshon Jeffrey, who's a receiver. But Ertz is the number one target there. Um, he's very reliable. He averages 58 yards a game. Carson Wentz is first read. Carson is the quarterback there. 
He's his first read. So Ertz is Carson's buddy. They're pals. Carson throws it to him a lot. So the question about Ertz is similar to Kelsey. It's all about the touchdowns. Last year, Ertz, he played 14 games in 2017 and in 2016. Only had four more targets last year. He had four fewer receptions. Barely any more yards. So the, the, the stats are very, very similar. But the increase went from four touchdowns to eight touchdowns. Like, like Kelsey did, he jumped from four to eight. Same with Ertz, four to eight. So that's that's good. We want to see those eight touchdowns. You want to see the touchdowns from the tight ends because that's what's going to bring you the consistency in that position. Carson Wentz had a 7.5% touchdown rate. That is amazing. He had one of those just amazing years. It's basically unsustain. You know, he can't sustain that. Um, the league average is only 4.3. So 7.5, 4.3, that's a big difference. I imagine Carson's going to come down from that 7.5%. Um, Ertz, he went from 14 to 3 in touchdown. The red zone targets, you know, we were talking about that last week. So you got red zone targets. He had 14 targets. He caught three touchdowns. That was the year before. Last year, he went 18 targets to eight touchdowns. That's amazing. You want to see that. So that's that's the thing. There's a good chance of touchdown regression coming. So when I say Ertz, you just got to be cautious. You got a bigger chance that he'll underperform your expectations at his current draft price. If he falls past that fourth, fifth, sixth round, that's when you want to snag him up. You don't want to take him too high. Otherwise, you're losing out on your value in your running backs and receivers. Next, we got number four, Greg Olson. Um, He had an injury-marked season. He's getting older. I think he's 34 now. Um, There are changes to the offense. So all this is throwing some, you know, Hesitation, I guess, on wanting to take him this high, but he's my number four because Olsen is a beast. He finished top seven the last five years. Three straight years of finishing with 1,000-plus yards. That's an incredible job for a tight end. So from 2012 to 2016, his catch rate was 65%. Last year, we talked about his that injury mark season, and it wasn't all that great. Last year was a 44 44.7%. So 65 to a 44, not good. He only had 38 targets and only 17 receptions. Basically, I'm just going to wipe that slate clean, just call that a lost year. I don't see that being the norm for Greg Olson. I see him coming back to those 1,000-yard seasons. He's Cam's number one man, and I like Cam a lot this year too. So number Five, we got Delaney Walker from the Tennessee Titans. Mr. Walker's Mr. Consistent. He's not flashy. He doesn't have those big boom games like a Gronk. He's just going to be putting in normal, steady, consistent, week-to-week games. He had zero great games, but he had 74 receptions and three touchdowns on 111 targets. He was Mariota, who's the quarterback there, Marcus Mariota's check down guy. I believe last year was Walker's worst season um, with Mariota. The stats 
were almost identical to last year. He had 807 yards and 800 yards before. He dropped from seven touchdowns to three. So remember those touchdowns we're talking about? You want to get those in eight, basically seven, eight, nine touchdown ranges for tight ends, and they're going to have that solid year. The year before he had seven, last year he had three. Not good. So looking at his quarterback, Mariota went from 26 touchdowns the year before to 13 last year. That's not good. That's a 5.8% rate to a 2.9% touchdown rate. Positive regression is coming for Mariota. He's going to do better this year. He's going to score more touchdowns this year. So what does that mean? That means Walker will probably be in that 5 to 7, 8 touchdown range. That's good. So that's why he's my number 5 guy. Coming in at number 6, we got Evan Ingram from the New York Giants. He's he's going to be a gamble this year. You know, you're banking on him to repeat what he did last year as rookie season. He was the fourth best tight end. He had 722 yards, six touchdowns on 115 targets. He had the best rookie tight end season since Jeremy Shockey, and that was many, many years ago. He fell into the best circumstances last year. These circumstances were he lost his number one receiver, Odell Beckham. He lost his number two receiver, Brandon Marshall. And then his number three receiver, Sterling Shepard, was hurt half the year. He was on and off, on and off, on and off. So, Evan Ingram had... Like I said, the best circumstances where he was basically the only weapon for Eli Manning, the quarterback in New York. It was a huge centerpiece of the offense. His catch rate was horrible, though. But I'm confident in his ability to be a quality tight end. So talking about that Jeremy Shockey. So since 1992, the only rookie tight ends with 100-plus targets are Shockey and Ingram. The games when he played, so a lot of people are saying, well, Odell's coming back because he was hurt last year. He's going to come back, and he's going to take away all those targets that Ingram had. I don't think so. Because when the games they, they played together, Ingram only averaged one-half a target fewer than he did when Beckham was not even in the game. He basically is getting the same target share when Beckham comes back on the field. Ingram's catch percentage was 55.7. It should go up. It's his sophomore year. I see an improvement for Ingram. That's why he's my number six. So coming in at number seven, we got Jimmy Graham from the Green Bay Packers. Seems like we've been down this road. It's got all those robes on it. Rogues? Roots? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't say that word. Roads. <laughs> Rowds. <laughs> Rowds. Well, that's a total weird word, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Seems like we've been down this road with the Green Bay tight ends. Graham finished fourth last year and fourth two years ago. With Seattle, he had 10 touchdowns. Great all around the goal line. He's, he's a beast in the red zone. Rodgers is the best quarterback, and Rodgers is going to throw for 30-plus touchdowns. I don't think they're all going to be going to his wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Adams is going to catch a bunch, but that means there's going to be many, many leftover for Jimmy Graham. So he's going to have a big red zone role with Green Bay. Um, The question is, will you want 
want him on your team if he's only catching touchdowns and no yards. He doesn't get if he doesn't get a touchdown a week, he's gonna crap your team. So very touchdown dependent. If he scores a touchdown that week, you're gonna you're gonna be happy. But if he doesn't, you're gonna end up with like 20 yards for him, and that's like two two and a half points, and that's gonna hurt. And you could basically have found somebody else on the waiver wire that you could have streamed instead of him. So Graham went from 14.2 yards per reception to 9.1 last year. That's the lowest of his career. He went from 57 yards a game to 32, the lowest his career since his rookie season. His catch percentage went way down. And that was last year. That was with Russell Wilson, who's a good quarterback. So you can't put it all on, oh, it was a bad quarterback or anything like that. No. I just Graham's losing his his speed. He's losing a step. He's not the same guy he used to be. It was the red zones that saved Graham and all those touchdowns in that red zone. So if you if you can predict that Graham's going to be catching ten plus touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers, take Graham. If you don't see him taking that catching that many touchdowns, pass on him and take somebody a little bit later. Next we got number eight. Kyle Rudolph from the Minnesota Vikings. Rudolph could not follow up his number two fantasy finish from 2016. Um, he still finished as a tight end seven last year, but now he has a quarterback upgrade in Kurt Cousins. He lost Case Keenum and Sam Bradford last year. Um, or they're not with him this year. So Cousins is his new quarterback. And Cousins relies heavily on the tight end position. Rudolph had 57 receptions on 532 yards and 8 touchdowns. The targets are simply hard to come by when you have Diggs and Thielen. Um, He's a great end zone option. He still carries value as a weekly starter. Number 9, we got Jordan Reed from the Washington Redskins. Um... If you take Reed, you better have a backup plan because he's he is an elite receiver. He's a swing for the fences pick, has that top three potential. But it's been over two years since we've seen the type of fantasy performances that made Reed electric. It's been a while. Last year was completely lost, the lowest yards per reception of his career. And he will be coming into 2018 off of a toe surgery and will likely miss minicamp. He lost his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, but luckily Cousins was replaced by Alex Smith, a man that is known for feeding his tight end. The draft price won't be nearly as high as it has been for Reed in the past, but the upside comes with a massive risk. And the last guy we got, number 10, O.J. Howard from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Howard finished a disappointing tight end number 19 last year. He was a rookie last year, sophomore year this year. The problem with Howard has nothing to do with his talent, though. The guy's a physical freak. The problem with Howard is that he's a phenomenal blocker. That's right. He blocks really well. And he lines up with other solid tight ends who don't. So they need him to block to save Jameis Winston, the quarterback there, to buy him time. But the other tight ends who don't know how to block as well, 
get to go out and catch passes. Cameron Brate's the other tight end there. Brate still appears to be the primary tight end target in the passing game. But with Howard's talent, this could be a year he takes over that role. So I see Howard basically getting past Brate this year as far as he's just going to out-talent him. Hopefully they give him the opportunity to catch more balls because I like Howard a lot. That's why he's my number 10. If you want to see the rest of my tight end rankings, please visit the website at fantasyknockout.com. We got the running backs coming up next week. If you liked the tight end show today, you're going to like the running backs next week. It's going to be a fun show. The preseason will be finally wrapped up when we launch that one. Thank you for listening to the show. Give us a follow on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout and on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Goodbye. Goodbye.